This episode of The Cut is sponsored by Better Fantasy. <clears throat> That's B-E-T-T-O-R Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. The app is freaking awesome and it's really fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is that they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can still get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play and you can download it today on iPhone and Android. Use promo code THECUT when you create your account to receive an additional 1,000 better credits when you start your account. Again, thank you to Better Fantasy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams, and I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you this evening? Doing good. That was let's just get to listen to that great ad read. So just <laughs> sitting back, relaxing, didn't have to do anything this time. We uh we're definitely gonna have to edit that one up in post, but when <laughs> you listen to it, it's gonna sound okay. Uh, That's always just true. to be fair. It's going to be by far nowhere near the post we've had edited ad read before. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. I just like to skip the editing, you know, especially on the night before Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone who's listening to this. Uh, I hope that if you're you're traveling today, we are going to preview the Thanksgiving game. So uh, hopefully, you can get in some some little podcast listening before the games kick off. Uh, we will also be talking through our starts and sits for week 12 in this episode. Um, we have a lot to talk about, so we just need to jump right into it. So there are three games, obviously, on Thanksgiving, as always. And the first matchup that we are going to talk about is the Chicago Bears, the 3-7 and seven Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions, the 0-9-1 Detroit Lions. Uh, the Bears are three-point road favorites, and the over/under in this football game is forty-one and a half. Randy, talk about how people are betting, and then tell me if this is the the nap time of the day. Is this nap time? Um, so it's really weird because they put this first one out here, the Bears, the Lions, and no one's gonna be napping because even though it's Thanksgiving and we for some reason have dinner at the most ungodly, uncomfortable time of the year at like two o'clock uh still isn't at 12 30 so maybe in that fourth quarter you'll start to get a nap in then you're going to want to wake up for the raiders to inevitably implode and lose the game so you know it's all just great football <laughs> but for yeah. this game specifically uh 64 of the bets are on the lions and they're i i think more of that is i think they're hoping with golf back the they're taking the points and hoping it's either a a closer than three by some recent matchup or the Lions actually get a win. Finally, I believe me and you in our picks this week are the only ones that actually picked the bears, even with Andy Dalton at quarterback, which is surprising. Uh, but the one thing I think we could all agree on is everyone as of right now, it's only it's 53% better on the under. I think we all think it's hitting the under. <laughs> I don't see them. This being a high scoring game. Yeah. It, it, 
If it's a high-scoring game, I I will be legitimately shocked. Um, it, you know, we you mentioned it. Maybe you didn't mention it. Justin Fields is not playing in this game. Andy Dalton will be starting. Um, and that, you know, a lot of people said, "Oh, well, Andy Dalton's better if there's offense." No, he's not. Um, no, he no, he's not. But uh, let's just talk through some of the fantasy performers on these two football teams then. Uh, you're starting DeAndre Swift. You're starting David Montgomery, right? And then after that, that's where kind of the question marks come in. So the two tight ends, TJ Hawkinson has been fairly inconsistent. He's more consistent with Jared Goff, but since Dan Campbell took over play calling, uh, he is blocking a lot more at a lot a higher frequency. And so are you comfortable starting TJ Hawkinson this week against the Bears? Uh I'm getting there. It's just he's had what one pretty decent week in the last month. It feels like it just hasn't been great for him. Um, I have him all the way at tight at nine, so I think he gets some work, especially if golf is back, which is what it's supposedly happening. Uh, you know, you never know with game time decision type things, but I think you can be more comfortable starting him than a lot of people. Everyone else pretty much needs a touchdown to. At just be worthwhile, whereas we know the Lions aren't <laughs> adept to scoring touchdowns, so we know Hawkinson doesn't actually need a touchdown to be good. Yeah, yeah I, he, I mean, he saw a few targets last week, you know, that was with Jared Goff missing. So, I, you know, I, I think the emergence, I, I wouldn't call it an emergence because it's been happening for a little over a month now, but Amon Ross St. Brown is becoming a factor in this offense i'm i'm intrigued to see what the target share looks like because it's it, none of the targets are high value anyway uh but no on the what's that but i will say when golf was playing it seemed like cleef raymond was more of the favorite of the two of the three i guess and, and the sure. second golf was down for what three weeks it feels like two for sure uh <laughs> it's been just Amonra has been getting more work, and Hawkinson finally did something last week. So I really don't know who to trust. There's also that lingering now with Reynolds on the team, who was, uh, I would say, at least a rotational favorite of golf's with the Rams. There's some comfortability there. Maybe he defaults back to that comfortability. Yeah. Yeah, we could very well see it. Uh, on the other side of the ball, though, uh, so the two fantasy options. So you're not starting Andy Dalton unless you absolutely have to. I know that the Lions matchup looks good, but it actually, uh, it's not great. The The Lions have a decent pass rush, and so uh, with the Bears offensive line, I would not start Andy Dalton, but the pass catchers in Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, are you comfortable starting both of them against this, this Lions defense? I'm still pretty comfortable with Komet. Um, okay. I mean, I don't have him that high. I'm at tight end 17. I just don't think he gets a touchdown, basically. I don't remember where I have Montgomery as my only – or not Montgomery. I know I have Montgomery high. Mooney. Yeah. I I have him ranked fairly highly. The thing with Komet – I'm at 27, so I would say yes. Yeah. Uh, so the thing with Komet is that it, when Andy Dalton plays, that's when Jimmy Graham enters the game. So I don't know if you – saw the tweet that came out uh, right as Andy Dalton entered the game. It was Jimmy Graham's first snap. So I am worried about 
Komet in that aspect. And I actually ranked Graham ahead this week because I think that uh, there was a reason that Komet was playing over Graham, and that was Justin Fields. And without Justin Fields, uh, for whatever reason, Jamie Graham's going to see the field a little bit more. Uh, like we said, Darnell Mooney, I, I think Darnell Mooney is a great play this week. Uh, he is the leading target getter by a lot. He has a 28% target share for the Bears this year, which is just absurd. Uh, I was high on Mooney, and I said some crazy things that are coming true, uh, and I didn't even expect a 28% target share. So no. um, how close are we to Mooney weekly start, like every single week? Um, in deeper starting leagues, I think every week, okay. but it, it, the traditional, let's say one flex, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end. I think he's still outside looking in. I hear you. My, my only pushback to that would be, he has only one dud and it was against the bucks in the last six yeah, but weeks. What are his booms though? Because in those shallow of leagues, the booms are still top end wide receiver one, two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so his his best I think career game came this last week and it was incredibly inefficient. Uh 16 targets, 5 catches, 121 yards and a touchdown. Like I'll I'll ride that though into this week for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why don't you 27 for me? He's obviously a play for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh anything else about the Bears on the Lions? Hell no. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. The the next game that you will get to feast your eyes on after feasting. Uh, actually, on all the... move, actually, move on again. Let's start. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about this. One. I, I, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so the 5-5 five and five Raiders are visiting the 7-3 and three Dallas Cowboys coming off the embarrassing loss to the Chiefs. They are 7.5-point home favorites, and the over-under in this football game is 51 points. Randy, talk about the bets. Yeah, 65% of bets on the Cowboys and the points. I think that's pretty rightfully so. Although, it, how it's a problem because the Raiders' offense has been pretty bad over the last three weeks, I'd say. So, I get where the 7.5 comes from. It's just that, that extra half is always going to be really tough to get, especially against a playoff contending team. Uh, and you don't know what Cowboys you're going to get. And with all the injuries... Maybe this is a chance for the Raiders to upset them, but I'm just not going to bet on that, <laughs> even as a fan. Um, and then 52% of bets on the over, so kind of the same thing. No one, especially in every Thursday night game this year, everyone's been pretty close to that over-under line uh, where they just don't know which way it's going to go. Most of them pick the under, but it's usually still pretty close. We got a holiday. It's also Thursday. It it's going to be weird things. It's short weeks. Weird things always happen. I'm kind of annoyed that Kamara is not going to play because he's the holiday King of late. But uh, for this game specifically, I, I do think it probably hits the over, but it's, it's going to be close. Yeah. Yeah. I think, see, I, I think I don't, I don't know what I have uh, in our, our article that I've, didn't publish it's published now but it's it's, now yeah yeah i Uh, believe i want to say i said like 27 to 20 or something like that so it is the under but i mean think of how close that is you know like one more score either way and we're past that by a large margin so it so unfortunately randy i think that the cowboys are going to pour 
scored the points on in this football game. Listen, so uh, I have to I have to guess it close to make myself not cry. Yeah, that's just that's, like I guessed thirty to twenty for the Browns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so in this game there are a lot of fantasy assets, right? So yes. you're starting every single Cowboy that you would normally start. Where are you with Michael Gallup this week, though? Um, I have him higher up. I guess is I have him at wide receiver seventeen, and then I have Wilson at wide receiver thirty five. Uh, it's it's a tricky thing because obviously the Raiders aren't like this great defense, but they've been playing very well this year, and the corners specifically have been pretty good in man coverage and just taking away a guy to the best of their ability. They don't really shut him down, but they just do a lot of work, a lot of that extra work, maybe getting away with a couple things here and there, but still <laughs> playing really well. And it's kind of one of those things when it's not a top-end receiver, I'm not really trusting it necessarily. They yeah. pretty much – I mean, Jamar Chase had chances last week, but they pretty much took him away. Higgins only got short routes. They gave Boyd area, but – that's because they didn't expect him to even throw to Boyd. So it's, <laughs> I, I think this is going to be a, a big game for Zeke and possibly Schultz. And then I think Gallup has a good day just because of the targets. And hopefully Wilson sucks up a few as well. But I don't think they're going to get away from the running game, which has been kind of killing the Raiders of late. Yeah, that's kind of where I stand. I So I'm comfortable with Gallup as like a wide receiver two this week, though, to be yeah. honest, like a, a lower end or, or mid-tier wide receiver two. I wouldn't go crazy uh, and start him over your studs or anything like that, but he is a solid option in my opinion. Uh, we put Cedric Wilson on this list. Um, do you think that he gets some of the CD work, I guess? Yeah. I have him at wide receiver 35, like I said. So I, I think he gets involved. I think he has possibly better uh, catching performance than he did this last week and kind of the short notice of playing. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think they, they're going to have a better game plan going into this game. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I, I think that uh, losing CD in the middle of last week also definitely killed them. Yes. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, Derek Carr, are you starting him in this game in, in single quarterback? Um, depending on who you have, obviously. Uh, I still say yes. I have him actually at quarterback 12. Um, he, he's he's still very good. Like, they were they found the offense, then all of this stuff has happened, and they kind of lost themselves. They will find themselves again, at least in theory. And yeah. while this Cowboys defense has been getting good pressure of late, uh, the Raiders line has been kind of up and down. But really, this Cowboys defense has feasted off of turnovers for this year. And Carr, when he when the offense is running, he doesn't commit turnovers. But when he's trying to make everything work is when he makes the turnovers happen. So as long as the offense is playing and Carr's a QB one close on the week. I don't think there's many turnovers. And that's kind of what I'm going with here. I just think the Cowboys have a little bit more firepower. Yep. Yeah, I'm I he's my QB twelve. Um I th- I think that they're gonna be able to keep up for a, a a majority of this game, but like I said, I think the Cowboys are just gonna pour it on. 
Hunter Renfro, pretty much a weekly flex play, uh, at least flex consideration. I have him at wide receiver 33 this week. I would be comfortable starting him. Obviously, you start Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. With the running back landscape, you're always starting Josh Jacobs, I think. Um, he's he's good for a solid 10 points pretty much every week. Uh, Brian Edwards, though, that's where I, I think people are going to want to put Brian Edwards in the lineup um, because the, the ability to snag one of those big plays is still going to be there. Had a down week last week. How are you feeling about Brian Edwards this week? I I don't have him ranked, um, so <laughs> reluctantly. Good. So, um, I wouldn't be shocked. I think he deserves to be that number three guy in the offense, and kind of the deep play because Jackson can't be the deep play all the time. He's kind of a once in a while. He just can't take all the snaps anymore. Okay. So. I hope they come out with a game plan that he's involved and he gets the deep shots. Uh, and in that case, I am happy to be wrong, but they look like they're trying to figure it out right now. And because of that, they're spreading out those third targets. So I'm just going to stay off of it for the week. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Well, especially because he's going to be likely the one going up against digs. You would expect, because yeah. I don't really think they have another corner that can, keep up with him down the field in like a big body sense. Whereas if he's on Renfro, Renfro is still going to get open. It's just not going to be for big plays, which it really never is. So I think it's kind of a waste of digs schematically to put him on there. So that's why I'm off this week. Do you think Renfro scores a touchdown this week? Mm. No. <laughs> I don't think I have. I think I have him decently high, but nothing like. Yeah, I have him wide receiver twenty five. So I, I say no because I think he gets there just with targets and catches. Okay, I th- I think he might, but I think they might uh, limit him otherwise. Yeah, so, he might. Uh, it it could be a big game for Jacobs. That yeah, Waller <laughs> just needs more touchdowns, you know. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Anything else to add on this game? Uh, sadly, no. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Last game on the docket for Thanksgiving evening is the Buffalo Bills, the six and four Buffalo Bills going to New Orleans to play the five and five Trevor Simeon led Saints. Uh, The Bills are five and a half point road favorites and the over under is 46. How are people betting? Yes, 73% of bets on the Bills and 76% on the under. Um, which is not necessarily surprising, especially with the news of Kamara being out. And I believe Ingram is still very questionable, if not out. Um, I, I don't have an update on that, obviously, <laughs> personally. But for for me, like both these teams have been underperforming uh, for obvious reasons for the Saints. But, I, I mean, apparently people don't think the Bills are going to pour on points. And I'm inclined to believe them because they just haven't of late. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and which will give the Saints a chance. Yeah, I mean, my opinion of this is, uh, I believe I have the Saints winning this game, and so um, I, I understand why the betters would be on that. <clears throat> I understand the under as well, though, because the Bills' offense has been bad. It's just been bad. Um, someone put it as they. They don't have an offense that is tailored to, 
you know, throwing deep and having a jump ball type of guy. They have Diggs who gets open, but if he gets bracketed, they're kind of in trouble because the receivers that they have around are kind of short yardage guys. I think if the Bills are able to stretch it out, uh, it's going to be with Dawson Knox in this football game. I don't think it happens, though, so I would not play Knox. How are you feeling about starting Knox in your tight end slot in this game? Um, I think we're close to being back to where you're comfortable. Uh, okay. I have him... Oh, where do I actually have him? I have him at tight end eight this week. Okay. I, I have him over Hawkinson, Dan Arnold, Noah Fant, even. Uh, Hunter Henry, even. So, okay. I think that's a good game. Sounds good. Uh, I think I'm at, I have him in the 15-ish range. So, I, I think he has a decent game, just not like... he. I believe he had double-digit points last week without a touchdown, which I think is the first time all year that yeah. he's done that without a touchdown. So I think that's a good sign. Yeah, for sure. Uh, outside of that, so the Bills running backs, the, the Saints' uh, rush defense is just absurd. Uh, this year they're, they're playing like one of the best uh, run-stopping units in football right now. Singletary and Brita have kind of taken on different roles. I wouldn't say lead roles while Zach Moss is still involved. So my my main question here, would you rather play Devin Singletary or like a flex wide receiver such as a Cedric Wilson? I'd rather play Cedric Wilson, I think. Yeah. So I, I would stay off the running backs if at all possible. Now I know that the running back landscape is trash. I, I think I would play Singletary over a guy like Alex Collins or something like that if you're banking on Collins later in the week. But, yeah, I, I personally would stay off of that. Sanders and Beasley, any interest in either? Um, I think both could be really good this week. Sanders has been kind of up and down with a little bit of a drought, but Beasley, uh, he's kind of saying, but he's come on of late. Um, I think this running game being so atrocious – I think they're going to need to use every pass catcher possible. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we, we talked about Alvin Kamara being out. Uh, Mark Ingram is questionable, but it sounds more like doubtful from what I've read. In that case, do you have interest in starting Tony Jones? I think you'd have to have some interest, <laughs> but I think at best I would expect like well, RB3 numbers. I wouldn't expect what you would expect from Ingram. I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, start Traquan. Yeah. Sit Marquez Callaway. Play Marquez Callaway. Um, it's definitely start Traquan for me. Uh, I can tell you that. Um, okay. I actually don't even remember where I have. <laughs> I know I have him relatively. I have him wide receiver 30. Um, and I think that's it for the Saints. You've got Callaway at 48. 48, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so sit at Callaway. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I will. I, with the running back injuries and then with Troutman going down, I just don't know where the targets go right now. And Traquan has been the wide receiver one of late. So I'm just going to trust that. Yeah. I saved the best for last because I think people are going to be asking after the dud performance last week. And the matchup against one of the better defenses in the NFL this week. Are you playing Josh Allen? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe you have him by far the lowest out of all of us. I um, do. 
And I, I'm at three. I don't think I, I think there's better plays this week from a couple people. But again, uh, you look at this matchup, you know they're not going to be able to run. You know they never really can run. And you know it's going to have to live and die in the arm of Josh Allen. So if I'm picking the Bills, I have to think Josh Allen has a good game. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I, I'd still start him, obviously, at QB9. So um, I just I, I have a little bit of tempered expectations. I think Dennis Allen will come up with something that makes sense here. Um, all right. That, I, do you anything to add on this game? Nope. All right. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Make sure that you download the Thrive Fantasy app, get your prop betting in there, and use promo code THECUT. They will match your first deposit up to $100. We are going to give you one lock apiece for this slate. Uh, I believe it. we're going to do the yeah, we're gonna do the Thursday slate. So, Randy, yeah. give me your lock for Thanksgiving. All right, I'm going to let you kind of pick your guy. So I'm going to go with Michael Gallup. Four and a half receptions, I'm taking the over. Obviously, he's the wide receiver one in the week. I think he gets involved with at least seven or eight targets. So That's fair. And then my lock, uh, yeah. I was trying to see if they had a DeAndre Swift uh, rushing yards line. I think they have a touchdown, not rushing yards. They do, and I don't feel comfortable with that. So I'll probably pick the over. But yeah, it's Darnell Mooney, 50 and a half total receiving yards. Uh, I would talk about him later in this episode, but I'm not going to. So Darnell Mooney's killing it right now. He's gotten back-to-back 20-point performances. And I think that against the Lions, 50 and a half is almost a lock. So I'll make it my definite lock. All right. Uh, Randy, you ready for some starts and sits? Of course. All right. We are going to give you our starts and sits for the entire week, not just the Thanksgiving Day games. As always, we'll go through every position, and we will start with quarterbacks. Randy, hit me with your quarterback start this week. All right. Uh, I'm going to continue my trend of kind of the back-end quarterback ones of the week. I'm going Kirk Cousins, my quarterback 11 on the week, quarterback 5 last week, even with a rough end of the game where he kind of tried to give the game away to the Packers. But this is yet another big game for them in their playoff contention. So I think they're going to need a big day from him. Uh, I think there's obviously this Vikings defense, I don't think necessarily can stop pretty much anyone. (laughs) So I I would rather take the bet on the offense, especially because I picked them to win this week. And then you add in the factor that the 49ers have allowed the ninth most points to quarterbacks over the season. I think he has another good game this week and catapults them to another win. And I think possibly playoff positioning after this one. Or really yeah. close? I they may be sitting now, honestly. Maybe the they may be seven week. right now. Yeah, it, it's close, but yeah, for sure. I and I'm, I believe I am also in on this. Uh, I have Kirk Cousins ranked QB five. He probably should have been my start. Jesus. Um, well, you <laughs> you I did your thing first. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize he was all the way up there, but. Yeah, great play this week. I am all the way in on this. My quarterback start this week is one that you probably won't hear on too many podcasts, but it's Taylor Heineke. Uh, Taylor Heineke is coming off one of his better performances of the year last week. It's just an incredibly efficient game against the Panthers, who threw some kind of, 
uh, nice blitz packages at him, and he was just making throws under pressure again like he did against Tampa Bay. Went 16 of 22, 206, and three. Uh, he, people are starting to forget that Taylor Heineke had three QB one weeks in a row when he took over, and he kind of fell off a little bit. But this week, he gets a Seattle team that, man, I, I know that the secondary wasn't the main issue of the Seahawks last week or the week before, but it is still an issue. Uh, the whole Seahawks defense is kind of just lacking talent at this point, and I think Taylor Heineke is really going to take advantage of that. I think if you give him some protection, he's going to be able to find Terry McLaurin down the field, and he gets his one of his favorite weapons back in Logan Thomas. So I am comfortably starting him. He is my QB 11 on the week. Uh, QB 10, I moved him up. So, yeah, QB 10. Uh, and I, I'm i going to pick him up and stream him in a couple leagues. So I'll put my money where my mouth is. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I'm at 15 this week, and it's mainly because I think Gibson has a good week. Um, so I think he might steal a touchdown, which just drives him down a bit. I assume the drop from 10 to 15 will not be egregious on the week. So, Yeah, that's very true. All right, uh, Randy, hit me with your running back start this week. All right. Uh, we're going committees this week, both of us, unfortunately. But Damian Harris, for me, he's my RB19. First week back from concussion, uh, out-snapped Ramondre Stevenson, even though Ramondre outscored him. But that was mainly because they pretty much had the game in hand early, and they just kind of let him rest a bit. You could kind of tell they let him relax. Uh, but biggest thing for him, in the last six games he's played, he has six touchdowns. Titans have a lot of top eight running back in two of the last four. Patriots run the ball a ton to prevent the game. But being on Mac Jones' shoulders, Harris is going to get a touchdown, and once he does that, he'll be a lock for RB2 on the week. And if Ramondre was out, I would say RB1. But I think Ramondre still gets some work, and I just think Harris is still a solid play. Yeah, yeah, I also do. Uh, I, I saw someone tweet out that they were sitting both of the Patriots running backs. I would sit Ramondre, um, and – Honestly, I would consider flexing Ramondre still. I, I think that um, he could steal a touchdown, which would obviously bump Damian down. But, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I have him as my running back 19. So, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. So my running back start is Miles Sanders this week. And the reason that I am suggesting to start a player who had six fantasy points in his return last week is because of his incredible efficiency and because of Leonard Fournette. And you might be thinking, what the hell does Leonard Fournette have to do with anything? Well, we just saw Leonard Fournette get a ton of targets at the running back position uh, against the New York Giants, and that is who Miles Sanders is playing this week. Fournette had six targets. Uh, Last week, the reason that Miles Sanders did not produce for fantasy was because he was not targeted in the passing game. I think that changes this week. Uh, I think they realize that that's how the Giants are able to be beaten. And I also think that that incredible rushing efficiency is going to lead to a touchdown or two. I know Hertz likes to keep at the goal line, but I think that he might get a rushing touchdown from inside the 10, maybe not inside the five. So I'm comfortable starting Miles Sanders, and I am so comfortable starting him that I ranked him as my running back 11. I think he's going to be an RB1 this week. 
yeah, I mean, if he just has the same productions he had last week in his somewhat limited capacity, and he throws in a touchdown, he's probably an RB1. <laughs> um, and with Jordan Howard going down, the touchdown upside continues to increase. So I'm all for it. I have him at 18 just because I think there's a chance he doesn't get a score again, but just has a really good day on the ground and possibly through the air. So, Yeah, big facts. All right, who's your wide receiver? All right, uh, I'm going with Elijah Moore. <laughs> We're going to hit a rookie up here. I think we both have rookies, so that's fun. Uh, Moore is my wide receiver, 15 on the week. He has the second most fantasy points through his first nine games in Jets history. That's pretty impressive, uh, even though it is the Jets. But <laughs> the Texans have also allowed six top 20 receivers in the last four games. <laughs> so, yes, that is more than one a game. <laughs> I, I think I think Elijah Moore just has a really good day. He just had his highest snap count since week two when they were just kind of getting the rookie on the field. And he saw 11 targets, got eight catches, 141 yards, and a score with a rush for, I think, like 15 yards in there. He's wide receiver three in the week. I think he just keeps that rolling against a bad, a good matchup, bad defense, bad team. His quarterback's back this week. We saw a connection between the two early on. I think that continues. Yeah. Over the last four weeks, Elijah Moore is the wide receiver one in fantasy football. So uh, that's crazy to think about. Uh, it shows the, the variance levels, but Elijah Moore has been pretty freaking good. Uh, did you watch, did you see his uh, long touchdown? when he like dove for the end zone, it looked like a video game. Dude's crazy. Uh, All right. Well, my rookie, I went with rookie last week in Jalen Waddle and it worked out for me. He had a pretty good game and I'm going to stick with that trend and go with Devontae Smith this week. Again, uh, we look at what the bucks were able to do against the New York giants. And we say, okay, so we had productive running backs. We had productive, productive wide receivers and the Giants actually performed well for a decent portion of this game. Jalen Hurts isn't Tom Brady, but Devontae Smith could very well be a Chris Godwin-level play this week. Uh, he's seen six targets in his last three. He isn't getting a ton of catches, so he has five catches, four catches, four catches in his last three, but he also is averaging a touchdown per game. I think he finds the end zone in this game because I think that Philadelphia is going to put it on the Giants. Uh while I think the Giants might be able to keep up now that Jason Garrett's gone, uh, that will only enhance how much they the Eagles want to throw. Uh, and Hertz has been incredibly efficient. Devontae Smith is as advertised, and I think he has a pretty big week. I have him ranked as my wide receiver 11. I'm a psychopath. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I ranked Waddle at wide receiver six last week, and that didn't look so crazy when that week ended. But, and I'll tell a, a quick, quick little story. As I was ranking today, I said, man, I think Devontae Smith's going to finish high. And I kept just trying to put guys up there because I, like, yeah, you don't want to rank Devontae Smith super high in case he has a bad game. And I just said, you know what? I believe in him. So I'm putting him as a wide receiver one. And I think they have a QB one, an RB one, and a wide receiver one this week. Eagles fan. Shout out, Adam. <laughs> uh, there's a very good chance. Um, I have him at a more realistic wide receiver 19, but still ultimately very good. Um, yeah, I, I do think the Eagles win this. I don't know about handily, kind of like you said. I think both teams could put up points. 
Um, this may be one of the rare weeks that Evan Ingram's actually a person again. So just because of how bad the Eagles are against tight ends. But I think Devonta is clearly the I I guess I would say he's clearly the would I say he's the top option or would it be Goddard? It's one A one B, you know, like yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he's clearly the best receiver on the team. I don't think that was ever a doubt, but he's he's already showing out. Very good for him. I think he has a good week. Cool. All right, hit me with your tight end. <laughs> All right, uh, a Thursday guy here for me, unfortunately, but I'm going Dalton Schultz. My tight end four in the week. Finally got back to a decent game last week at 12.8 points. Tight end 11. With both Cooper and Lamb out, I, I don't think he's actually officially ruled out yet, but he should be. Uh, <laughs> he should not play. Uh, I think he's going to need to be a key player in this offense for the Cowboys to uh, succeed. And let's be honest, the Raiders are never that good against tight ends. So <laughs> let's just yep. call it as it is. I think he has a good week. I think he's a clear tight end one. Um, I'm starting him uh, in one of our dynasty leagues over Hunter Henry over Knox right now. I might end up slipping those guys into flex position. Let's see how many more people of mine get hurt this week uh, before that's final. But I'm going to definitely play Schultz on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. I mean, same. I'm, I'm starting him in two leagues, I believe. So I am comfortable with that. Uh, mine, I'm not comfortable with, but I'm I'm taking a stab in the dark here. And I am going to go with David Njoku. David Njoku over his last six weeks. Yeah, six. Uh, he hasn't scored in double digits. He, he came close one week that he caught a touchdown. But it's been pretty rough for David Njoku. However, uh, I believe that the Browns will have a bounce back game. I believe Baker Mayfield is going to have a good game. I have him ranked inside my top 15 quarterbacks this week. And I think that David Njoku catches a touchdown in this game. I think that he is very, very much so due for that. He's due for another big game. Donovan Peoples-Jones is still questionable and did not practice at all today or yesterday. And so I think there's a chance that David Njoku is looked at as the second or third option in this offense. The introduction of Kareem Hunt back into the offense, I think is only going to make this a better passing offense. And so... I think Njoku gets maybe four catches for 40 yards and a touchdown, and that's a tight end one week. So I am starting him. I'm, I'm streaming him a couple places as well. <laughs> yeah, obviously I'm I'm lower, but I'm lower on every Brown side. I think they're just tight end twos, just in general, just because they're all there. That's kind of the yeah. biggest problem for them. But yeah. honestly, whenever one's got a touchdown, they've either been a tight end one or they've got top end tight end two. So. Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's get into some sits. Randy, hit me with your first one. All right, uh, Alex Collins. <laughs> He's my RB29 in the week. I understand that doesn't sound that bad, but it's not a good week for running backs. So let's just, <laughs> let's pump the brakes on 29 being halfway decent. He's only gone over 50 yards one time since Carson's been out. He Honestly, I think he, or I guess the absence of Carson and the true running back, has completely stalled this offense, especially while Wilson's trying to still work back from a major injury that he's probably back too quick from. Washington has also allowed the third fewest yards to running back so far this year. He really is going to need a touchdown, 
and the offense to kind of move the ball finally to even be functional. <laughs> uh, I, I think that the touchdown might even be what propels him to RB29. That's how bad he's played. Yeah, I have him, I believe, lower than you. I have him. Did I just not rank him? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know where I have him, but I that means I have him lower. That's for sure. So uh <laughs> I'm I am all about this sit. Um another sit that I am all about is Tyler Lockett. And Tyler Lockett's coming off a, a good fantasy performance. Uh, and so you might say, well, it's time. It's time to start Tyler Lockett. Well, if you look at the context of his fantasy performance last week, his 17 points, it was four catches for 115 yards. It, it's not great. It, it was on five targets, and it, it had been three weeks since he posted a really good game, and that really good game came with Geno Smith. I don't have a ton of faith in this Seattle offense, just like we just talked about. Um, and I don't truly have faith in Russell Wilson right now. Uh, he was almost my, my sit, but I just went with Lockett instead. I just think that if you take away the big plays from Seattle, I think their offense sucks. And I think we're going to see that because Washington has been playing a little bit better lately. So, All right. Who's your next one? <laughs> uh, my last one is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he's my wide receiver 37 in the week. In his limited time, uh, Stafford, in a loss, mind you, tried multiple times to try to force feed Odell. Uh, and it didn't go well against the 49ers. <laughs> and now they have to go against the Packers, who have been a pretty good defense all year, especially against wide receivers. They've allowed the seven fewest points to wide receivers over the season, and it would be top five if they didn't just get torched by Justin Jefferson last week. <laughs> I mean, that that performance yeah. alone definitely tanked their numbers a bit. Let's be honest, Odell hasn't been able to do that in three or four years, so I don't see that happening. <laughs> um, I, this, in my opinion, is going to be a lower-scoring game as well. Uh, especially with how these offenses kind of fared of late um, with a lot of injuries to Green Bay. And then the Rams trying to kind of find their identity clearly with this new piece without Robert Woods, who was a consistent team player option for the team. Whereas we know Odell isn't necessarily that, or he hasn't shown that of late. I, I definitely think he could still be that guy, but we have to see it first for me to believe it. And, I think he's going to need a YOLO ball to work out for him. And that hasn't worked this year. So just don't see it happening. Yeah. I have him ranked around there as well. I just think now here's where the, the questions come in. So like Odell Beckham or one of the bills running backs. One of the bills running backs. Yeah. I think I'd play Singletary over Odell. I play uh, just, Collins over Odell. Okay, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd, I'm interested to see if they can kind of unlock him at any point this year. But uh, I, I think there, I think there will be a time where that comes. But it's week twelve; they're fresh off the bye. He still doesn't know the playbook. Uh, you know, 
I just don't think it's time yet. Yeah, that's fair. All right, my last sit is kind of low-hanging fruit, but it's Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Ryan Tannehill gets to play the Patriots this week, and and that's not a fun thing to do. The last good quarterback performance. Now, I take that with a grain of salt. I think uh, no, no. They, they, the last good quarterback performance was Dak Prescott in week six. So it's been a long, long time. They're making quarterbacks look confused that should not look confused. Uh, this Patriots defense is absolutely legit. We've been talking about that a lot on this show, but it's the truth. And if you look at Ryan Tannehill since Derrick Henry left or got injured, uh, he has not posted a QB one week in in the last three. So uh, he had 15 points against the Rams, 17 against New Orleans, and 11 in his absolute stinker last week where he threw four interceptions. I don't think it gets much better. If you're throwing four interceptions against the Texans, I don't know what you're going to do against the Patriots. So I think this offense kind of revolves around Henry. We know that. And now it's just not a very good offense. Add in that A.J. Brown might not play in this football game. And I am concerned. If it was my QB 18, I'm not playing him. Even if A.J. Brown plays, there's, I mean, who else is Bill going to try to take away? I mean... (laughs) It's going to be tough for AJ to have a good day. Yeah. Westbrook Akine, dude. That guy. He had 100 Uh, yards. Yeah, 100%. I have Tannehill at quarterback 20 this week, so I'm all aboard. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, that will do it for our uh, this episode. However, I have a question for you, Randy. I should have asked you before we started, but have you watched Hawkeye yet? I have not. I. (sighs) Loki thought it was out this weekend. Not no, it came out today. It came out ah. today, yesterday. And so we we won't get into Marvel talk this week. However, maybe <laughs> we'll start that back up next week, next Thursday. So uh, stay tuned. I, I think they drop every Wednesday too. So we'll we'll be fresh off of it as long as we do our homework uh, the day before or the day of recording. So yeah. Um, all right, guys, we did have to cancel the coach approach last night uh, just with family stuff and, and the holiday and whatnot. However, the college football cut will be uh, streaming. It, it was recorded, but they will be streaming as a live show tonight at 10 p.m. during the last football game. And then DFS Deep Dive will be back on Friday. We will be back on Monday with our week 12 week. 13 what week are we in we're week 12 right now friend yeah so week 12 fallout that's what i said at the top of the show but i for some reason made a weird graphic that says 13 like a dumb dumb it's like Um, you made it for monday yeah yeah but it's it's still not true it would be the week 12 fallout we'll be back on monday for the week 12 (laughs) fallout so uh i'll fix the graphic before then randy do you have anything to add before we get out of here no let's go All right. Well, uh, make sure you guys enjoy some good food today. If you already, if if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, then eat a lot of good leftovers. Uh, For Randy Hall, I'm Christian Williams. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later.